Hi, I'm Valerie Kearney, and this is the Val Talks Pets Podcast. This is a show for pet parents, soon-to-be pet parents, and animal lovers alike to explore topics, broaden our pet experience, and have a laugh or cry. So let's get started with Val Talks Pets, as knowing is caring. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Val Talks Pets, the forum for pet parents and enthusiasts alike. Having been working in the pet industry for almost 10 years now, I am going to deal with a lot of the issues and questions that arise as I deal with pet parents on a day-to-day basis. I'm not a veterinarian, but I do have certifications in canine, feline, small animal, fish and herptile, and avian health and nutrition from the University of California, Davis Extension. On today's episode, I'm going to tackle and address puppies, specifically getting a new puppy. The best part of our day is when a new puppy comes into the store and they look around at all the wonderful things and all the smells that are so new and enticing. Sometimes they are little puppies held in arms and sometimes they come in on leashes ready to tackle whatever is new. How people get their new puppy is a whole other topic and I am going to reserve a more in-depth podcast to looking for a puppy from reputable sources, but today we focus on what to expect and how to get prepared for a new puppy. Despite the natural rhythms of female dogs and when there is puppy time, it seems that people acquire puppies all throughout the year. How they get these puppies again will be reserved for another time, but let's assume for now that they purchased either a purebred pup from an accredited and registered kennel club breeder, or they went to a reputable rescue. How one decides on what kind of dog to get, be it purebred, crossbreed, or mutt, depends on a few factors. First of all, size of dog, I think, is a very big factor. Small dog, medium dog, big dog, It all depends on environment. So, for example, if you live in a townhouse with a small little backyard, I don't think it's a good idea to get a Bernese Mountain Dog. Now, having said that, if the owner is a very active, outdoorsy type who's going to be constantly walking the dog or running with the dog and visiting parkland and countrysides, this might work. But that kind of owner in that scenario is not very common. Perhaps a smaller dog to fit the size of the environment is a better choice. I live and work in a rural environment, so you can imagine how much large breed dog food we go through. Many of our customers have acreage, so labs and shepherds and great Pyrenees dogs, they're quite the norm. This is the size of dog matching environment. We also seem to have quite a few Shih Tzu dogs and pugs, etc. And these are people who live in town and walk their dogs on the sidewalks with fenced backyards. Again, size is matching environment. Now, having said that about fenced backyards, people who have property also have to be prepared to contain their dog as well. It's not okay to let your dog roam around freely just because you live in the country. This is where some kind of perimeter statically charged fencing may need to be installed. If that's the case, this expense needs to be put into the budget. Some people will also build uh, kennels for their dogs outside time, and that may be something that works as well. Either way, fenced area, fenced backyard, perimeter fencing, all of this needs to be considered when bringing a new puppy into the family. Remember, Most municipalities invoke fines on dogs found at large. And the worst horror, of course, is a dog being hit by a car because of a lack of containment. 
So let's move along to the activity level of the dog. And you know, this is not necessarily equated to size of dog. I don't have a Great Dane, but I have heard that they really like their downtime sleeping on a couch. Whereas you get yourself a Border Collie or Australian Cattle Dog, you better be prepared to be very active with your dog. A very active breed has to be seriously considered in combination with lifestyle. So I think I'll interject here something that I have been experiencing a little more than occasionally recently. I have seen older people, people sort of maybe 60 plus, coming in to get things for their new puppy. I would say about 70% have got a small dog, but there are some who have delved into getting German Shepherds or large hounds and Labradors, and I do find that rather concerning. The reason I bring this up is more times than I like, I find a very frustrated owner trying to find toys and chew things for a puppy that is quote unquote, driving me crazy, chewing everything in sight. When I respond by saying, well, that is what puppies do, I have heard the response accompanied with, you know, a big sigh and I wish I had never done this. Oh, yikes. Here is where a pet appropriate to age should have been considered. There are wonderful senior pets in many shelters waiting so patiently for someone to love them again. And this really breaks my heart. The other thing to consider is future lifestyle. So getting a puppy now may seem super fun and you have all the time in the world, right up until a new baby comes along and all that changes. Now, not everyone does this, but it is a fairly common story to hear about a dog being rehomed because the human family has expanded and the puppy, who is now a dog, doesn't fit this lifestyle. And that's another thing that breaks my heart. So we need to think about these things. We need to think about your age and your ability to deal with a puppy. And is that a smart thing? You know, maybe, maybe getting a puppy is just not the idea. Maybe it's time to think about a senior dog or a dog that has a few years on it. Okay, so let's go back to the fact that we've decided to get a puppy. So we have a new puppy coming home and in comes the new pet parent and they say, we're picking up our new puppy. We need everything. Awesome. We love these pet parents. The first thing to think about is food. Now, many people are given a bag of the food the puppy is eating to help tide the new owner over until they get settled. This is another area that has me concerned. I have had people coming in telling me the person they're getting the puppy from is feeding X. Oh, my eyes widen many times when I hear what the puppy has been fed. In my opinion, If the pups are being fed a very low quality food, that just indicates what kind of a pup raiser this person is. And there's no way I would give over money to someone who doesn't take nutrition seriously. A pet expert can help you decide what kind of food to get based on the dog's needs. There are many great foods on the market specifically formulated for small breeds, medium and large breed dogs that gives a good nutritional start. This is where it is important to not use made-up hybrid names for crossbreeds. Pet experts need to know the two breeds present so they can recommend according to the needs of those two breeds. So I have a Husky Shepherd cross. I know that with the Shepherd in him, he will shed a lot. I also know that true to his Husky nature, he sometimes likes to skip a meal. If I went into a pet specialty store, 
and I told the pet expert, I have a Shepsky, they would have no idea what I was talking about, nor how to help me with the proper food choice. Mixed breeds can be a little easier to decipher for food choice, but having some idea of the breeds mixed in does help a fair bit. So we've got our food decided. Now we have to think about what's next. And it's best to think about proper toys and chewing toys for a puppy. So these choices should be from the puppy selection. It is important not to give puppies anything too hard that could break a a baby tooth. Also edibles like pizzles can also be too hard and perhaps a bit too rich. And yes, they are bull or water buffalo penis. Definitely no rawhide. Look to Kong and Nylabone and other brands that allow puppies to play and chew with appropriate size and texture. It is best to actually speak to a pet expert for these choices as opposed to acquiring product that you have not actually held in your hand. Now the next question is whether to crate or not. This is a very individual choice and if crating is something you wish to do, Again, speak to the pet expert to get the correct size of crate. It is super important to not have a too small crate for a rapidly growing large dog. Make sure you are very aware of the time the pup will spend in the crate. I had a person the other day who said that their dog goes absolutely ballistic at home when they get in, it's running around, it's doing all kinds of crazy things. And then she said, but you know, it does spend a lot of time in its crate. Well, you know, that kind of gives you the answer as to why it's going around. And I said that, I said, well, you know, it's, it's bored and it needs exercise. So in that case, you know, I'm going to be honest. It isn't for every dog. People like to say that, oh no, they love to have a space for themselves. But I can tell you from experience, some dogs hate their crate and some love it. If you're going to go with a crate, you will have to decide if you want to put a crate mat or a bed in the crate. It's so tempting to put a nice, soft, cushy mat in the crate, but it's possible that the new little one will chew the stuffings out of a bed or mat. So if you do decide to buy something soft for the crate, don't go overboard. Some people line the crate or sleeping area with towels and blankets. That might just do for the first little while. Down the line, you can invest in some lovely comfy beds, but not right now. Ask some seasoned pet owners what they did when they had a pup and make your decision from there. Okay, we have food, toys, crate. What else do we need? I would say buy an inexpensive collar because we know the puppy will grow out of it and a leash to start some basic leash training. Lastly, do you want puppy pads? So these are the pads that come in a package that you take out one by one to put on the floor for the puppy to use while learning about going outside. Good puppy pads are absorbent and have an attractive scent to encourage the pup to go on the pad. The idea is to get the puppy going on the pad in between times you're not taking him out and then keep moving the pad towards the door to get them used to asking to go outside. So puppy pads also help with that time period where the puppy just can't hold it as their bladders are not developed enough and they can at least make it to the pad instead of your carpet. At this point, it might be a good idea to get a good pet stain and odor remover. 
I say pet here because using commercial carpet and floor cleaners can often be counterproductive as many have ammonia in the ingredients, which smells like pee to a puppy and therefore tracks them right back to the same spot on your carpet. Your local pet specialty store should have a good selection of stain and odor removers for you to choose from. The other thing too to remember is, although it's really important to have your puppy socialized, meaning with other dogs and with uh, children and going to different places, you do have to be aware that uh, when you get a, a puppy that's probably maybe eight weeks of age, you are looking at the series of shots that they do need to have. And you need to speak to your veterinarian about the safety period uh, before you can start socializing them when they're in that period where they have to receive that series of shots. So do speak to your veterinarian about that because it is something you're going to have to think about before you start introducing your puppy to all kinds of new environments, which we do want to do, but we want to do that safely. Well, that is probably going to do you for the first bit. And something else that you're going to have to think about down the line, and you know, you have a couple of months to think about it, but you do have to make a decision with regards to spaying and neutering. And that's a whole other topic. And again, we can reserve that for another episode. So I think what you've got going right now is some of the basic things. You've got the idea that you need to get some kind of a food that's appropriate for the type of dog that you have. Um, You need to get some... uh, appropriate toys, chewing toys, uh, safe ones, ones that you know how they feel. That's specific for a puppy so that they won't have anything that will um, damage their teeth, for example. Um, You have to make a decision about whether you're going to do uh, the crating practice. And if you are, um, think think about the size of the crate, think about what you're putting in the crate, um, and think about time spent in the crate as well. Um, there's no reason why if you do have a a new puppy and you want to put it in crate, you know, why, why not try and get someone to come in halfway through the day if you can't to let the dog out, uh, have a little bit of exercise and, and learn to go outside. Um, and then you can also think about whether you want to go with, um, the idea of training with puppy pads. Uh, that's something else that can help as well. Um, and that's pretty much your basics. Get yourself um, an inexpensive collar for the time being, but definitely start thinking about leash training. Um, there's no reason why you can't do that as early as possible with a, with a small puppy. And I think that should do you for the first little bit. So I think that brings us to my section of pet peeves in the podcast. And this part is reserved solely for opinion and a bit of a vent. So we love puppies and puppies become dogs that become family members. And that is just the point. Puppies, kittens, rabbits, it doesn't matter. They are not a disposable item to give up or rehome in the future for some trivial reason. Getting a pet is a commitment. It is your responsibility to care for them for their life. When you get a puppy, you become its world, its pack. Sending them off to someone else for a reason that could have been prevented with a little research and, hey, some honest soul searching and not doing this, that really bugs me. And another thing, 
A puppy or any new pet should not be purchased as a Christmas gift. I know some people discuss as a family getting a puppy as a family edition for Christmas, doing all the research and discussion that should be done, but many do not. And this is why many shelters actually stop pet adoptions a few weeks before Christmas. Next point, people, small dog puppies are still dogs. They need to learn to go outside to pee and they need to be walked. I want to hear that people let their tiny dog do its business all the time in the house because you know he's too tiny to go outside they just about lose it it's not a cat it's a dog in this case size does matter also embrace the crossbreed be proud of saying the two wonderful breeds that make up your special dog and if he is a mutt embrace that too they are as special as any purebred so The takeaway from today's episode is to do some research. Be super careful about who you are getting the dog from. Be prepared so its first night in its new home will be as less stressful as possible. And ask your pet expert for advice. Because as I say, knowing is caring. Thank you for listening to Val Talks Pets. Remember to subscribe to make sure you don't miss any new topics and also email me at val at valtalkspets.com with topics you think will be of interest to other listeners or any questions you may have. Also, visit my website at valtalkspets.com. <music>